0: In today's episode of Spirit Road, we're dropping in on a conversation in progress with myself, Lori, and Douglas Pratt. Just to set context, the discussion started right before I hit record. I was sharing about how I had just learned we were in Mercury retrograde, and even though I don't know much when it comes to astrology, it just seemed fitting. I had just had a three or four day period of time where nothing was quite working out as planned, and that led us to talk about how that general feeling has been pervasive for a lot of people recently then on to dealing with things like difficult energies, dark nights of the soul, so on and so forth. We're always grateful to visit with Douglas. For more information on him and inner life spiritual journeys, you can visit douglaspratt.com. That's d-o-u-g-l-a-s-p-r-a-t-t.com. To contact myself or Lori, you can email spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens.
1: I'm Lori Hewitt.
0: And this this is Spirit Road. Road.
1: I just think there's all this energy right now that's happening and, and right, I think it's in some way creating chaos in our lives Mm -hmm. for whatever reason.
0: So I wonder if we're, we're narrowing in on a topic or if we're already talking about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think the crazy times right now is, is, is maybe, kind of where to start at least because i think we're all feeling it at least i am mm-hmm. just the energies around me and the you know the encounters that i have it's like everything just sometimes can feel a little off
2: i think that being attuned to that external world that we live in leaves us vulnerable to these chaotic energies that are coming in Um, The communications that I get through Archangel Jophiel, she speaks to that a lot and she she sends out messages every week. So she frames it in different ways. But I think at the end of the day, she's framing out that there's all sorts of chaotic energies that are coming in at us, either from the outside or they're being um, transmitted vis-a-vis each other or um through the media we don't even re- some of its unconscious we don't even realize that it it that we're vulnerable to it and so she's always pressing to go inside to go within ourselves to find our centeredness our groundedness our connection to spirit our connection to the divine because that's what brings us back because it's prevalent and um it would seem to me that it's It's been so, but I think it's, I I hate to say it, but it feels like it's amping up. And I think that we're all having to, to be challenged to bring ourselves back to that centeredness. And the problem is, because of how we're enculturated, we keep looking to the outside for that. We keep looking for this barometer or this anchor or something to bring us back to who we are. And it's not there which is unnerving. And I think it would, I think it makes us anxious and uncomfortable. And then I think that but the challenge is to move past that place, which is not easy. I say it not cavalierly, but it sounds like it. But to then start dropping inside and how can I bring me back to me and find a place for, uh, for myself to be okay in this moment? not even okay, but just in this moment. And that's a starting place to come from, but it's, uh, it's not easy. Yeah. Cultivating presence.
0: I guess yeah. that, that feels like the key and yet also too, what's coming up for me as you're sharing that is we were just talking about mercury retrograde and how, even though I'm not, Super familiar with that. It seems it does often align with my experiences and my experiences in the last three or four days. You know, one could argue this is culturally happening too. Not you know, in and in a, on a grander level, what we're talking about, but things have just not been working out, and it's been one right after the other. Yeah. And that you know, the first thing doesn't work out, and maybe there's some presence in that. And it's like, well, can I just be with this whatever it is and find my centeredness. And I kind of do that. Then the next thing doesn't work out. It's like, well, okay, still with it. Next thing doesn't work out. You know, after a while, there's this cumulative kind of experience of after a while, it's just, it's uh, how do you, how do you maintain that? How do you, how do you stay present in an onslaught of challenging experiences? And and I guess that's, that's the struggle for me is it's almost like it, sometimes it feels like a mini dark night of the soul where we have all of these tools that we've been working with and things that we get exposed to in community and, you know, that can be hopeful and ways of focusing and being present and all of that. And at some point in time, they can kind of fall away too. What do you do in those moments where they fall away and you're not sure what next steps are?
2: You know, my thought is, um, having just gone through a period of that for myself, where spirit basically dissembled me, and has finally finished almost reassembling me as i had many of those spaces you're talking about where you go beyond the tools and it's like now what and you know i think at the when i think about what what worked even when i and i forget so it isn't like it's always in my consciousness is to call on those beings of light that i really depend on at the end of the day and for me that's from the usually from the archangel group the angelic realm and particularly archangel michael and to number 1 i think it's always reasonable to say just help if you don't even know what to ask for is to just say help and if you're aware of a fear or fears then say michael please take these fears they don't serve me and just start from that spot Because even if we can begin to taper it down so that it's not, you know, 20 on the scale of 10 and we can get it back on the scale of 10, I think we begin to have some internal processes we can begin to access again, as opposed to being in that place of, um, for me, it's a place of panic, high, high anxiety. And that has been the most useful strategy that I have found to be useful. Um, and it's not like it's a fix-all because you're still anxious. I mean I'm still anxious, but not as anxious as I was. And sometimes it from that place, then I can begin to think through a little better, get some help sorting out what would really help me even bring it down more. But it's a it's it's a it's a challenging process. It's not simple because we we do live in this world, and there's lots and lots of distraction and a lot of fearfulness that's embedded in so many things that we do know and things that we don't know and so we're vulnerable to it as well i'm not sure if that gave a a way to move forward or not but that's kind of my thoughts about what's been somewhat cogent for me to try and move myself back out of those spaces
0: sure yeah and i was just pausing to see uh What your thoughts are, Loria. At the same time, for me, it comes back to just the simplicity of what you're describing. Is uh, when I hear presence again. I mean, it it, it is a practice, right? Just have to keep keep returning to whatever extent you can. And when you feel overwhelmed, that asking for help. And in that, I kind of hear surrender. And maybe in some ways, all of these this onslaught of things can serve a purpose in that sometimes you have to feel overwhelmed in order to even want to be in a place of surrender to turn that over.
1: Well, and and that's a good point because that's another piece that I've been really working with is how do I continually let go of those ongoing mind chatter thoughts that are never ending? It's like they're just constant and Mm -hmm. constantly trying to recognize them in that moment and then shift back into for me it's my heart space and into that soul self that true self that I identify with where it's that place is calm and centered and always in that place of divine love and joy Mm -hmm. and so that I can then When I can let go of that chatter, I can bring myself back into that balance somehow and then respond from that place or not respond as the case may be, but not get caught up in all the craziness around us right now and all the messages that bombard us constantly uh, through media, through everything. It's like I can't turn the TV or the computer or Even the radio without being bombarded by whatever the next big hype thing is that they're throwing at us. So it's constant catching the thoughts, seeing myself being like spinning it, and then saying, Ah, wait, stop, and moving back into that centered place, that place of surrender, that place of, Oh, I don't have to be that thought. I don't have to live with that. I can come back to this place of peacefulness. But you know, Doug, you're right. It's, it's a constant vigilance on my part to be able to Mm -hmm. do that and hold that consciousness. Because what I'm realizing is I walk through the day basically unconscious. So much is done by rote, by just habit. And Some days, and if my little routine gets interrupted, sometimes I have to stop and think, wait, what was I doing? Because I don't even think about it. It's like I have to stop and recreate it somehow. So it's almost like I'm trying to be more conscious to stop that behavior mindlessly so that I am in a more conscious presence. Mm -hmm. And then I think that takes me out of being reactionary and being caught up in all this other crap that's throwing you know floating around out there right now that feels like to me it's designed almost i know it sounds like a conspiracy theory which i don't want it to sound like but it's almost like things are being created to keep us so caught up and spinning and angry and fearful so that we can't find that centered place right now
2: right and i think that tim you nailed nailed it when you said surrender yeah you know we 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 speak of it a lot, and I certainly have and it's easy to believe that we're doing it, but it's in fact very difficult to actually implement and I think we have to get to those dark nights of the soul, as you speak, to be at a place to truly surrender and hand it off to the divine and That is a moment that for me was a critical turning point in my healing. Uh, through this process was to turn it over and to truly surrender. And I found myself having to say many, many times, I surrender. And the other one that I said a lot was, I surrender the illusion that I am in control. Because it was a way of not only surrendering it again, but reminding me again and again that I hold on to this illusion about being in control, which is just that. It's never been true, though my mind and ego would. swear that it is absolutely the truth and it's not so so i think the more we can turn it over and move back to just becoming in a way very simple and as you said laura you just track one piece at a time it uh it can be very powerful but it takes stepping back from that anxiety and panic because it that it floods us and we we can't have a, a cogent thought. We have you know ten at a time in there, so they're not cogent. We can't track ourselves, let alone anything around us. And I think that is part of what behooves us these days is to find that place of of, of surrender and saying, okay, I give up. I can't I can't figure this out. I need I I I surrender. I help me, help me. To move forward, help me to be at ease, whatever words you you choose that will help you to begin to recenter and reground and start to feel whole again because part of what happens is we start to feel so fragmented and partialized out, and um it's a tough place to work from for any of us, certainly for me
0: yeah, I think what's coming up for me too now on top of all of that is um bringing awareness to how we to how we work. You know, I've been reading some Joe Dispenza lately, which is really interesting kind of take on manifestation and how the feelings and thoughts kind of feed each other. So we, we have these feelings in our body and those feelings, whatever they are, and it might be stress that we're holding or anger or trauma from the past, whatever it is, those feelings kind of dictate our thoughts thoughts kind of stem from them, but in turn, then our thoughts will reinforce the feelings and it creates this loop. And so, yeah, in the midst of a lot of struggle or things, it's like we feel the stress, we feel the anxiety and the things closing in, which in turn makes us fixate on that, tell stories about it, worry on it, which in turn will make our body respond more in that way. And then that becomes almost a habitual loop that's becoming programmed or ingrained into us and so to be able to step beyond that and be something different or or break that cycle we have we have to find ways to think beyond the feeling or or think in such a way that we can kind of almost reprogram how we're looking at things and yeah and i'm i'm hearing in that that might be another another way of looking at surrender of saying this is too much i recognize that i'm lost in this loop and asking for that help are turning it over or or turning it over to a higher source be it the divine or be it our higher self or that part of our consciousness and awareness that exists beyond the the our own programming i guess
2: move us out of that loop mhm right and that's daunting at times yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> no question about it it is daunting and um i think that if there's any buddies that you're able to access that can at least reflect what your experience is in that moment, very valuable. And that isn't always possible, but I certainly put that out as well as having other folks can can be pretty powerful. Just getting some feedback. And in that you get a sense of validation, which takes away some of that aloneness because we get in those spaces and we feel we are all alone and there's nobody or anything with us. And that's part of that distortion of our anxiety and uh, panic because it blocks off our connections and also our heart space. It blocks our heart space off. And that, for me, that's been one of my biggest discoveries is I've been able to keep my heart space more open how much better I feel and how much better I do if I can do that. And that. Sometimes I've had to ask for them to help open it, literally, because it's been shut down.
1: I was just thinking about what you said. I, I think when we're caught in those loops, I know for myself, when I'm caught in those stories and that mind just spinning out with anxiety or whatever, it's making up, I do feel isolated. I mean, I, I intend, actually... It, isolate myself and feel as if there really is no one that cares for me or wants to listen or I am totally all alone and that what I'm realizing is really reinforces that cycle and that loop that we're caught in so you know I think Douglas is right it's it's reaching out then which is really hard to do in the midst of all of that because everything inside said there's no one to reach out to but reaching out to someone and and talking with them and for me lately it's as soon as i can catch those stories starting to to bloom outward and i can stop them and just it's it's almost like as soon as i shine a flashlight on them and i say ah i see what's going on here they start to disintegrate Mm -hmm. and i can come back to some place of centeredness then And take a breath and realize, oh, wait, I have this whole list of people that care about me that I could call if I needed to and, you know, are there for me at any moment. That then begins to bring in that sense of comfort and uh, connectedness again. Because I think in those moments, I feel so disconnected from other people, but also then from spirit, from my guides, from the angels, from everybody and everything. So it's stopping that loop somehow and coming back into that place where I can start to see what the truth is again.
2: Right. And, and and there's so much empowerment in breaking the loop. Yeah. And that loop is, as you were saying, part of that belief system in that loop is I'm all alone. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. distorted belief for me was nobody loves me.
1: Well, and ultimately I think that's, that's the core for me too, is that, you know nobody loves me, and I'm totally unlovable, so why would they right in that moment, and then that's what continually cycles this whole process, I think,
2: well, and it's so uh what's the word I want that that belief those beliefs are so they're so powerful and they're so um degrading of our beingness, and it really is i mean it makes it tough
1: and I'm wondering if they're almost universal, do you think so, Tim? Like at some level, I think maybe it's like culturally,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: there's that, that core that I think lots of people walk around feeling like I'm not lovable.
0: Yeah. Conversationally, I I was just amusing myself by thinking about how we just through conversation almost just had a mini dark night of the soul. (laughs) 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 I mean, we kind of talked about it, recognized it was a loop, broke out, realized we can surrender and ask for help. And, um. Yeah. And then once you create some distance from that feeling, mm-hmm. whatever it is, then, then you find yourself back on track, I guess, until the mm-hmm. next thing puts you in. Um, yeah. but certainly feeling, feelings of, uh, being unlovable or being without support, whatever that would be. I think that's a very big part of that experience. It's just having, having, having all of those feelings of support fall away. And then what do you do in the midst of that? All right. Well, thanks, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we just sort of put out there kind of the, the path to, for going into the darkness of the soul and the way out. <laughs>
0: right.
2: Yeah. There was in a nutshell. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's important to heighten the truth of it. There is a way out. There always yeah. is. Even yeah. though in that moment, we are convinced there is none because that's part of the distortion that goes with all that fear. And that's what we don't realize in that moment, how much fear is running the show and has taken over and is causing us to not believe there's any support and causing us not to even believe in ourselves, all that craziness that we get going. And that's when I think when nothing else works, a call out to spirit and saying help is really, really useful.
1: And I'm asking myself in this moment, Why would anyone want to put themselves through this and go through that dark night of the soul? And what I'm realizing is for me, at least, and maybe for others, it's about living in less and less fear. It's about the more I can recognize how fear runs my life at times, and the more I can recognize that and and release it, bring it out into the light, then the happier I am and the smoother my life goes. And the more I'm connected with the divine and that true aspect of myself, that soul self.
0: There may be something in this too about attaching to outcomes, like just to kind of end the conversation where we started, you know, talking about how, for me, what put me in this space today was just so many things not working out in a row there may be a point where you can recognize that if you can detach from outcomes and actually truly cultivate presence, then, then you're just in the flow wherever it takes you. Right.
1: Right. And sometimes it's to our benefit when things don't work out or people cancel on us. We may not see it in that moment, but in the looking back, you're like, Oh, I see how that was such a gift.